Hey guys, welcome to episode four of Wide Open Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Garrison, and I'm joined by the one and only Mr. Dan Zeller. Dan, how's it going? Hello, I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. Thanks. I'm uh, yeah, excited for episode four. Things are going pretty well. Yeah. Going well, we've got about 77 listeners now. And before I even talk about that stuff, I don't I don't think I mentioned this before. But you guys, um, the the music you hear on this podcast is all original. It is designed, or is it called? Made, made, is made written, written mm-hmm. by, by by Dan. Um, it's not some clip we pulled off the the internet or anything. That is one hundred percent OG uh, music written by Dan. We went through a, a few different variations of it and a lot of uh, trial and error. And so, yeah, so when you hear the, the intro music kind of come, come in and come out, um, just know that that is original to a Wide Open Podcast. No copyrights on that stuff. Well, I guess there would be now. Yeah, maybe, it's yeah, copywritten to Wide Open Podcast. Thanks for the shout-out. I had fun making that for you. So, yeah, it's, and Dan does a lot of that stuff on the side as well. Um, so, so, yeah, episode four, the amount of viewers we have can continue to grow. Um, but I mean, when I started this, I, my goal was not to get a bunch of viewers. My goal was to document my journey with Settle for Excellence yeah. Services. So, and by viewers, you mean listeners? We all understand. Listeners, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we're not on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> there, there wouldn't be much to, to view, just us sitting in chairs and, and talking. So, Working yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, look, this hoodie looks pretty, pretty feng shui. So, so yeah, so Dan, um, we'll continue our tradition of yes. weekly drink reviews. What do you got me sipping on I, today, I Dan? Made, it's it's pretty different, as you noticed. Uh, Very. It's it's pretty unusual. I mean, I don't. It, it really doesn't even have a name. I think if you go, if you go to most high end bars, you'll find a drink on the menu that's similar to this, but they're a little bit more fancy about it. So it's it's vodka based. With Aperol, which is like an Italian spritzer, aperitivo, aperitivo, as they say. Oui, oui. <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hibiscus syrup with a splash of lime juice. So, so when you go into a fancy restaurant, or a, a fancy restaurant, is this vegan friendly? Of course, everything is. Thank you. I don't, no, no, I didn't kill any animals. <laughs> But if you go if you go into some bars, they'll they'll make the ice cube out of like the, the hibiscus and the aperol, and then they'll put it in like a spiked lemonade type of thing. So that's where I got the idea. I don't know what you call it. We need a name for it, I guess. It, it, the, the place here in town calls it uh, the Red Planet because it looks like a red planet floating in the in the lemonade. I forget what Hula Hands makes it. I don't know what they call it. Something red, something. See, it's Italian. When I think of Italian, I'm a race car guy. But it's got the vodka, so it's Russian. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd say Italian, think like, uh-huh. let's see, Ferraris, like or like, let's call it the Formula Un. <laughs> okay. what, what's, what's, what's that off, who's that off of, uh, off of Talladega Nights? Uh, gosh dang it, we need to look this up. I, I, I need a Jamie. Joe Rogan, if you're listening to this, we could borrow Jamie. I need someone to list, uh, uh-huh. look up. I don't even know what I'm uh, looking up. Uh, look up uh, Talladega Nights. Somebody listening already knows what uh, cast. About. Talladega Nights cast. Uh, who's the? Uh, who's the? 
Oh, Jean Girard. Okay. And Jean Girard is, uh, he comes over and he's got the thick Italian accent. And he's like, my name is Jean Girard. And if I'm from the Formula Un. All right. I'm never calling it that, but we can call it that. All right. We'll call it. The, so this is the Formula Un. Um, yeah. So it's very different. It is um, very fruity. But like the, 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 the fruitiness, like it doesn't get... Sound, it might sound weird. It doesn't get thick at the end, if that makes sense. Like right. it, it's kind of dry. It, it's at the end, fruity, which I like. but it's not a, like a frou 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 drink. I, I don't. I don't feel like I'm drinking potpourri. Right. So so yeah. So that's good. Um, let's see. Man, this is probably you can say it. it's not gonna hurt my feelings. I probably want a little more kick out of it. Maybe I'm just an alcoholic. Um. <laughs> Seven three, okay. We'll give it a fair. seven three. That's fair. So, for the yeah. record, I, I I can't drink this drink because my stomach is allergic. I have reactions to the ap the aperol, so I love it, but I can't drink it. So that's why I gave it to you. It's poison, actually. Yeah, and I may have a reaction in this episode. So. <laughs> I'll finish the episode for you. What do I need to know? How how are things going at uh, SFE? What what's the latest? Ooh man, so much has happened, and uh, well. I guess there's no other way, other way to do it than to dive into it on episode four of Wide Open Podcast. started the the point of SFE services where I left Chick-fil-A and so now let's see what is it end of October I've been away from Chick-fil-A for right at right at a month now and man it's been fun I've really enjoyed it have, have had a great time um, I haven't done too much growth um, just really just been focusing on uh, figuring out how how my work-life balance uh, works best um, with with doing SFE full time. Um, obviously, we're, our cleaning happens overnight, so just trying to figure out, hey, when's the last best? The last, when's the best time for me to leave the house? Um, you know, what time does that get me back home to you know take care of of my son? You know, when my my wife she normally leaves for work at. Uh, 6 a.m. or so, and I'm usually getting home 4.30, 4.45 a.m. Uh, kid wakes up at 7.30, 8 o'clock, so trying to figure out how to balance sleep and things like that. But you know, luckily, you know, we've got childcare and stuff like that um, a few days a week, so uh, I, I get my sleep sleep during, the, during those days. But, yeah, it's been so fun um, just kind of being back in the game uh, full-time when I was doing Chick-fil-A and SFE. It was Sometimes it's really hard to really get, get in a rhythm with cleaning these stores and keeping them up to snuff. Um, but now it's just, it's been really fun uh, being able to do it and, and going into work every night knowing that this is my business. Like this is something I, I, I created uh, and it's been, it's been really fun. And so one of the things I, I, I realize or one of the things I really have been 
thinking about and people ask me about a, a lot is you know how are you able to do it um, you know there, there's a lot of sacrifices you have to make when you know when it comes to starting a business and man um, I cannot I, I wish she was here with us but I, I cannot thank my, my wife uh, Emily enough um, you have to have a very strong support system you have to have a, a very willing support system and a very understanding support system that that realizes the struggles and the trials and tribulations that you go through when starting a business. And I was just thinking about that the other night when I was working. I mean, none of this would be possible um, without my my wife and what she does to take care of our family when I'm not home. And then, you know, when I am home, you know, she she does everything, everything she can to to take care of our family and make sure that I'm getting sleep when, when I can. And, um, you know, sometimes there's things that, you know, most people, most husbands or whatever would be up for. And she's like, Hey, you know, go, go get some sleep. You know, you need to sleep uh, because you've got to go back into work tonight or whatever it may be. So I just want to kind of take a, take a split second of, of this podcast and, and just give a shout out, shout out to my wife, Emily, because seriously, without her, it, it would not be, be possible. Um, and kind of the, the next thing I was, I've been thinking about over the past couple of weeks is, and I, I talked to my uncle about this one time, is when, when you're starting a business and when your business is growing, um, you're always going through these expansions and contractions. Um, as long as your your baseline always gets higher, as long as the business overall continues to grow, you're going to go through seasons of where the business is going to grow a lot, and then the business is also going to con- going to contract a lot. But as long as you're you're kicking that rock down the road, or as one person put it to me, as long as you're failing forward, and I thought that was a pretty cool uh, little statement. Failing, if you're going to fail, fail forward. Um, that's that's one thing, kind of. As, as I think forward with, with SFE and the areas of business I'm going to get into next with um, doing the preventive maintenance on restaurant equipment, um, there's going to be seasons where things are going to expand and grow very quickly. And there are going to be seasons where I have to you know draw things back because maybe things grew too much. Um, and so I, I've been through that before with SFE, where I went from, I don't know, two or three cleaning accounts to eight in a month or two period and found it very quickly that that growth was uh, something I was not prepared for. So I had to contract the business um, to, to a certain point to really kind of keep the, the quality of, of our work under control. So that was just something I was kind of thinking through the other night while I was working. Um, but yeah, things are going very well and not too incredibly much to report on with, with this podcast stand. Uh, really just kind of um, boots on the ground, getting things going, um, making sure that the, the quality of work that we are putting out is, is up to our standards to make sure that we're, we're settling for excellence. When, when we clean. So so you, you have employees right now? Yeah, I've got four employees. One, one of which is full-time. 
Um, and then I've got three part-time employees that essentially kind of fill in um, the gaps whenever I'm not able to work. Because obviously, as I talked about in episode three, it has to make financial sense in order for you to leave your full-time job to pursue your own business. So in order for me to, to do that, you know, I have to essentially work 40 hours a week cleaning for SFE. And then when I need a day off or something, yeah, I plan, plan time off. I have part-time workers that, that fill in during, during that time. Hmm. You got to work tonight? Not tonight. <sighs> Now, normally Wednesdays and Thursdays are the two nights that, uh, or the two days really that I take um, where I, I spend time thinking about what kind of where the business is going in the future. Um, I I use these nights, um, and it, this just started last week. I, I use these nights to do the equipment preventive maintenance, just because there's not enough. Uh, the, the, everything happens overnight, and there's only so many hours overnight. When the store closes at ten mm-hmm. and opens at five thirty or six a.m., you've only got so much time throughout the night mm-hmm. to get things done. And I can't do both the clean, the floor cleaning, and the equipment equipment maintenance in, in the same night. So I have two nights during during each week that are set aside for specifically just working on equipment. Make sure everything's up to snuff. Hmm. Uh, and oh, that, and that's one thing. Shoot, I didn't even really dive into that. Um, last week was the first time I was able to officially start the equipment nice. preventive maintenance portion of the business. And I will say it's always good to do trial runs of stuff. And make sure that things work out in real life the way you think they're going to work out in your head. For example, um, I was thinking with this equipment preventive maintenance that I would possibly be able to do it all during the day. Maybe I'd be able to take one piece of equipment at a time, Mm -hmm. clean it, service it, you know, do, do a monthly PM on it. And then put it, you know, take it back, then grab another piece of equipment, and all this while the store is open. Um, I found out very quickly that the amount of time it takes to clean, to just physically clean a piece of equipment, is especially the first time you're doing it, is is a lot longer mm-hmm. than, than I thought. Where I had budgeted twenty to thirty minutes per piece of equipment, I was. I ended up spending about an hour on each piece of equipment. Now, I don't expect that to continue right. in the first future. Time is the dirtiest. The first time, yeah, the, these, these pieces of equipment haven't been cleaned in no telling how long, months, years. And so I, I knew the first time what would take take a while. Um, but I still don't think I'll be. it'll be something that I'll be able to do during business hours, um, which is kind of a little bit of a setback. But, hey, it's just another another bump in the road that I need to work around. It just makes it harder sometimes to hire people when all of your work is overnight, you know, third shift type work. Um, you know, the, the pool of people that want to work from 10 p.m. to 6 or 7 a.m. is much smaller hmm. than those that want to work from 6 a.m. to 2. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe we'll get to a point where our, our systems or our processes will allow us to do that during the day. Um, but after this kind of first trial run, those are some things I, I learned, and it's good to learn those things. And 
Uh, I talk about, was it episode, what was it, one or two, burn your boats, not your bridges? That, that was one. I think it was one. One. Um, I've, I've got this you know one Chick-fil-A account, the Chick-fil-A I worked at before I left, that I'm able to kind of test things out on. Nice. Um, and so that really, really helps. And so it's always good to you know, kind of have a, a, a proving ground before you kind of release right. your kind product or your service. A to, long to runway, the as they say. Yeah. And this runway was a little longer and a little uh, <laughs> squirrelier than I thought it was going to be. But that's just how it works sometimes. You'll, you'll have these business ideas and you're in your head. They are easy peasy. They make a lot of sense. And you don't see how they could not work. Uh, <laughs> and then you start doing it in real life and you... You just you run into all these different variables that you weren't expecting, but um, it's nothing I can't I can't overcome. Um, I'm getting back into it uh, this week, going to finish up some work that I wasn't able to finish up last week, and yeah, just going to kind of see how it goes, and it'll officially wrap up my first preventive maintenance um, service call or account for the month, and but that's great, right? Because I mean. Preventative maintenance is where you're going to grow this business fastest, right? That's Correct. Yeah. The, it, once again, in, in my head, that yeah. is where I envision SFE services growing the most. I think it's the most scalable piece of of the business. You know, it's it's a piece of the business that could very honestly, you know, go nationwide in in a rather um, short uh, amount of time, but. I realize, you know, first thing that I'm going to have to work on this system and, and process mm-hmm. um, really all the way down to when, when we arrive at a store, where do we set up our equipment? I mean, I've got a diesel powered steam cleaner. Where does that thing go? <laughs> you know, um, I thought, man, I'd be, I'll be able to roll each piece of equipment outside, clean it and move back in. Well, then I ended up realizing that some of the wheels on some of these pieces of equipment weren't rolling and uh, they don't roll. And so that throws, you know, a wrench into the plans. And then, okay, so now realizing that, I'm sure this isn't going to be the only time that I run into a wheel on a piece of equipment not moving. Okay, how do I how do I do this cleaning on the inside? Um, do I need to get longer hoses for my, my steam cleaner so I can do all the cleaning in, in inside the store as opposed to, moving the equipment outside, which, hey, that would save time, not having to move equipment outside. I can do it inside. So that's really kind of the first big speed bump I'm trying to work through is how do I get this equipment cleaned? And then step two, how do, how do I um, inspect it, make sure it's up to snuff, and then, you know, maintaining, keep you know, do service to it that um, keeps it up and running until next month. A little acronym I kind of came up with that I'm, I'm going to use when I when I get to talking to uh, prospective accounts mm-hmm. is um, CIM, and uh, it's going to stand for Clean, Inspect, and Maintain. That's going to be kind of the three three step process I'm going to use, and I think that that makes sense. That I think people can can resonate with that. I say, hey, I'm going to come in. I'm going to clean your equipment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to degrease it. I'm going to steam clean it. I'm going to inspect it. I'm going to see if there's anything that is broken on it that needs to be replaced or if there's things that are about to break that need to be replaced. And then lastly, I'm going to to maintain it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by maintain is doing that preventive stuff, the, the stuff that we know we have to do every month, you know, 
which is just like in your car, you know you have to change the oil, but you might not know about those things that you found during the inspection process. Um, and trying to figure out what are what are what things do I need to repair in the moment and what things can be repaired at, at a later date. So But even with your background, you're probably crash course learning new equipment and how to maintain it and how to inspect it, right? Or is it all stuff you've seen before so far? Yeah, most all of it's stuff. I mean, like I said, I've been doing this this restaurant deal for 16 years and really when every piece of equipment is kind of the same. Um, you might have different brands or different manufacturers that mm -hmm. have a different way of, of accomplishing the same task. But everything essentially works. A fryer is going to work the way a fryer works. Um, but there are, now granted, there are things where you just, you get to it and you've never seen it before. And you got to figure out um, how to fix it. But that's one of the things with my business model is I don't want to be the repair guy. Mm -hmm. um, now, if there's like an urgent repair, this may be like, hey, this, this is critical to the safety of your employees. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah, maybe we need to take care of this right away. But my goal is when I inspect the equipment is say is to and I see a repair that needs to be made to be able to say, hey, here's something that needs to be fixed. And maybe, hey, I can either set up the repair through a through a service company or maybe have the store who already already has a, a service company that does repairs, have them take care of it. Um, but yeah, so there, there's there's a little bit of, of both. There's crash course learning, <laughs> figuring out what to do. Mm -hmm. as you go through it and then a lot of it I've kind of already seen before so but yeah not too much uh, crazy um, going on right now with SFE services just really um, getting in a, in a rhythm and getting used to life as a full time business owner so Dan thank you so much for the drinks the formula mm. <laughs> I'm not uh, going to say it formula mm. you can't make um, me say it so guys thanks so much again for tuning in and listening to another episode of Wide Open Podcast and we'll see you guys on episode 5